that's what we are being compelled to in our series called Face to Face. And that is to make authentic connections one with the other. If you've been with us in that series, you know it started on Mother's Day, where we talked about the relationship that we have with our mothers. And then from there, we talked about the relationship we have as spouses. And then we talked about relationship with children and their parents and parents and their children. And if you were with us on last week, we talked about that relationship that we have with ourselves and how we see ourselves in light of how God sees us. And on this particular Sunday, we want to have an additional focus to relationships, and that is our relationships with others. Those who have yet to uh, know the joyous fellowship of the body of Christ, those who are outside the church, those who we engage each and every day, but have yet to really experience the love that God has for them. That's the relationship we want to focus on today. Because as you see, we have room. There's always room for others to come and be a part of our church family, and God wants to use you. Tell your neighbor, says he's talking to you. God wants to use you to compel others to come and enjoy the fellowship and the worship that we have here as the body of Christ. Because today is a special Sunday. Today is a special Sunday in the life of the church because it's Pentecost Sunday. It's the Sunday where Christ instructed his disciples to wait in the upper room. He instructed them to wait in the upper room, and there they were waiting for the powerful presence of God. And as it would have it, true to God's promise, the Holy Spirit came and descended upon those who were prayerfully waiting. As a result of that, all of us, when we come to Jesus Christ, are filled with the Spirit of Christ. I thought I'd hear something right there, because that means you're never alone. That means God's presence is always with you. And even now, God's presence is with you. So there, that Pentecost Sunday, that first Pentecost Sunday, the Holy Spirit came and empowered the believers. The believers were empowered with the presence of God, Wanda, so that others who did not have a relationship with God just yet would be able to see their witness and be willing to follow Christ. I hope you caught that because I'm already preaching. And that is that that the Holy Spirit empowered believers so that those outside of the body of Christ would be able to see something in their lives that would compel them to want to follow Christ. And that same Spirit is with you when you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It is the Spirit that empowers us to make authentic relationships even with people different from us. Only God can enable you to connect with people you wouldn't naturally gravitate to. You might want to tell your neighbor, that's why I'm sitting by you right now. (laughs) Because God wants to use you, and he does when we are willing to be used, Nisha, by him. And so today, we're going to invite, I invite your attention to the fifth chapter of Matthew. As we have that thought in the backdrop of our minds, I invite your attention to the fifth chapter of Matthew. There, in the, in the middle of a message that is being preached by the Messiah, in the middle of a sermon that our Savior is giving from a mountainside, we will find our verse, uh, our focus verse for today, and that's Matthew chapter 5, beginning at verse 13. You may be familiar with these words. You may have heard these words before, but I'm praying that God would help us to, to hear it and to see it in a fresh new light. I want you to hear the description that Christ gives. He says, you are the salt of the earth. 
But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. He says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Verse 16, in the same way, somebody say the same way. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. In the same way, let your light so shine before others so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I would like us to look at this particular passage, this segment of the sermon of our Savior with this thought in our minds, and that is godly influence. Because God's people influence the world through godliness. And if you are indeed a child of God, he has created you to be someone of godly influence. Go ahead and pray with me. Father, thank you so much for this blessed privilege that is ours. Help us to not miss the moment. Help us, dear Father, that we might be ever so sensitive to your presence and that we too might be empowered to be your witnesses. That the influence that you have in our lives might be seen through our lives and others might be influenced to live their life for you. Live their lives as you serve as Lord over their lives. So bless us that our hearts and our minds be receptive soil for the seed of your word. That your word might uh, produce fruit in our lives, fruit that remains, fruit that lasts. That others might know that you are the true and living God. So empower us that we might go on your behalf to compel others to love you and to know how much you love them. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. This is scripture. You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. If I was sitting next to you right now, I, I would actually ask you a question, and that question would be, is Jesus talking to you? Is he really describing you? Uh, because the reality is, is that when you hear him say you, you have to be able to answer the question, am I the one he is describing? It was back in the 60s, I'm told, that uh, they came out with this novel idea, Doug. Um, it was, uh, old people called it britches. Um, pants that came out as one size fit all. It, it, it didn't matter how, how large you were or how small you were, there was something on the inside of the pants that would allow it to fit snugly on any and everybody. One size fit all. Uh, some of y'all might have, um, some of y'all might have that on right now, but this is 
But this text is not a one-size-fit-all text. This text can't be applied to everyone who hears the description. Because when Christ is speaking here, he's speaking of a certain kind of people. It's really right there in the first verse of the fifth chapter where the Bible says that Christ is sitting, and as he's sitting, his disciples, Baal, come to him. And his disciples come to him, and he teaches them. He teaches his disciples that they have been blessed. I'm going to park here for a moment because the reality is, is that when you become a disciple of Christ, you really understand what it means to live a blessed life. You look at me like you don't believe me. Has anybody in here ever been blessed by God? When you said yes to Christ Jesus, you began to live the, the blessed life. It's what we get the be attitudes from, where no matter what state, setting, or season you're in, when you're in Christ, you are always blessed. And he goes from blessings and you receiving blessings to you being a blessing. That's where we are in the text where he describes disciples. He described those who have aligned their lives up with his will. He describes those who are no longer in charge of their own lives, but rather as kingdom citizens, they get their instructions from the highest authority, and that is God. He's not talking about everybody in this text when he says you are the salt of the earth. I know everyone would like to believe that Christ is speaking to them, but unless you are in Christ, unless Christ is the Lord of your life, this text doesn't apply to you because you are unable to influence in godliness apart from a relationship with God. Now, now you can... Act as though you're godly. You can do some things that godly people do. You can claim, like most nominal Christians these days, claim to be a Christian. But unless you are following the dictates and commands of Jesus Christ, this text don't apply to you. Oh, but when you say yes to him, he describes you in a certain way. He describes those who follow him as the salt of the earth. Those who've been influenced by Christ, and now they're influencers for Christ. Salt. It's interesting how Christ would use this descriptor, this metaphor, to describe those who are following him Salt. Uh, I know, uh, young people, I know what we mean when we say that somebody's salty, um, but I'm not really, I'm not talking about it in that context. It is a negative context. No, I'm talking about it in a positive context in, the, in that what salt does, what salt gives, how salt serves is the very picture that Christ has of his people. He called them salt because in the Middle Eastern day, salt was as valuable as silver. I hope you get this for a moment here. That means right off the top that Christ says when you are in him, when you're following him, he says you're valuable. Don't let anybody talk down on your value when you belong to Christ Jesus. Because when you belong to Christ, you, you belong to someone, and he gives you value. He calls you the salt of the earth. Uh, you, you're missing it just for a moment. Let me slow down, Fred, because i got to get us to get this. Because not, not only are you valuable, 
Um, but if you know something about salt, you know that wherever salt is, it makes an impact. Amen. Oh, you're not with me just yet here? Uh, try to eat some grits without it. <laughs> try to eat some rice. Try to eat anything without a, a pinch of salt, and you'll realize just how much it is needed. Uh, some of you right now, in your purse, you got a version of salt. Just in case you go eat somewhere, you just put a little dab of your own salt in there. Uh, some of you are like, yep, I sure do. I, yeah. How you knew, Pastor? I'm just telling you, salt makes a difference. Uh, salt, salt makes a difference um, in, in this natural world. That, that salt is a potent preservative. Potent because even though you don't see it, you can taste it when it's there. Uh, and when you when you, don't, when, you, when you can't taste it, you long for it to be there. It, it, is, it is needed not only uh, in our dishes that we eat, but in this time it was used as a preservative because this is a time in which there wasn't any refrigeration. And so in order to keep uh, food and to keep meat from decaying, slowing the decay down, they would put salt on the meat and it would slow the decay. I'm getting somewhere for a moment. Uh, I want you to get this here because salt is a preservative. It helps to keep things together. And when Christ looks at you and the empowerment that he's given you through his Holy Spirit, he's telling you, believer, that he has empowered you to help keep things together. You're not with me just yet here. When it seems like everything is falling apart, that's when the believer stands up. That's when the believer with faith comes in the picture. That when people are giving up and it seems like things are hopeless, it seems like there is always chaos all around us, the church stands up and says, oh no, but there is one that's greater than whatever you're going through, and he's able to get you through what you're going through. I, I came here to preach to you for a moment here. That, that, that church stands up, and that's why it's important to be a part of the church, because when you're a part of the church, you're reminded that God uses you to help others to get to know him. He calls them salt. He says, you are the salt of the earth. There's one other thing I'm thinking about sodium chloride, because one thing about sodium chloride is that, salt that is, um, it, it's, it's always salt. It, 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 wherever you put it, it will be salt. Even if you don't see it, it's salt. You, 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 can, you can't really mess it up because it's always what it is. I hope you get this. Um, that wherever you put it, it's what it is is. It always is what it is. Hold on, believers. That tells us that you can't put your Christianity on a shelf. You can't put your Bible on the shelf and not live what God has called you to live, because when you are a child of God, you are who you are. Who am I talking to in here? He didn't say you're going to become salt. He says you are the salt of the earth. That, that's why it's important for Christians to be consistent, that you ought to be Christ-like at home. You ought to be Christ-like at church. You ought to be Christ-like when somebody's watching you. You ought to be Christ-like when God is the only one that's watching you. You ought to follow Christians. Who am I talking to? You ought to be Christ-like in every season and in every setting. Why? Because Christ wants to use your life to help others know the character of Christ and his ability to keep you no matter what you're going through. Oh, some of you here, some of you here, you can testify. You can testify that the only reason why you're still here, the only reason why you're still preserved, the only reason why you're still hanging around is because God has been keeping you. Anybody here can tell the truth in here and say, listen, you don't know what I've been through, but I, <laughs> there's some keeping power that is on my life. He is, he's created us to help preserve 
this decaying world. And thank God that he has because he wants to, to use us. Uh, he wants us to be the influencer that the Spirit of God has created us to be. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But then, but then he says, hold on. He says, but if the salt lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything. I don't know about you, but I don't want the Lord to look at me and say, it's no longer good. I got to look at some friends for a moment here. Um, do, do you see it there? What he's saying is that when disciples don't do what they were developed and created to do, then in that moment that they miss, they're not good for anything. What good is your testimony if your testimony is never told? What good is your faith if your faith is never shared? What good is, is what you, your, your belief and your hope if it won't help the person next to you who's in need of hope, who's in need of being able to truly believe in someone who's able to lift them out from their bow-down state? What good is it if you don't share it? I, I didn't write it. It's right there. He says it's, it's good for nothing. And we know that, that, as I told you, sodium chloride, salt, is, is its own substance. And so um, commentators have a lot to say about salt losing its saltiness. Uh, uh, I mean, King James, it gets that way sometimes. So just hang with me for a moment here. He, 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 he says uh, that there's something to be said about that because if salt is always salt, then how can salt lose its saltiness? Well, you got to understand in this context that salt wasn't um, the leftover residue from evaporated salt water. No, it was mixed with marsh and sand. And what he's saying there is that if your salt becomes contaminated, salt makes a difference. So if you, believer, don't look different in the world that Christ has placed you in, then you've allowed some contamination to get in. And people can't tell the difference between you and everybody else out there. Then there's not something wrong with God. There's something wrong with you. He says it, it becomes good for, for nothing. He says, but, but not only does he call us the salt, he said it, it's good for nothing. It's just to be thrown out um, where, where people will, will trample, trample all over it. And I, I believe right now there's some people who are trampling all over the word Christianity because certain people try to use the word Christian, try to say that they're Christians, and there's nothing Christ-like about them. I, I really hope, church, that, that that's not you. I hope that that's not you and I, that the only thing people know about Christ is our ability to say that we are Christians, but our conduct, that's really what he's talking about here, uh, our character is not reflective of Christ. Ah, he says, you're supposed to be the, the salt of the earth. But then he gives another scripture there. He says, you are the light of the world. See, salt, I told you, is, is somewhat invisible when you put it on something. So that's your, your inner character. You know salt because you take it in, but light is the exterior. Light uh, speaks of your conduct. And he says, you are the light of the 
You, you give illumination of God's goodness in every situation. Hold on. Let me tell you something about the believer. The believer is so empowered by the Spirit of God that you can put a believer in a terrible situation, and the believer will have the ability to transform that situation into a testimony of God's goodness. You don't believe me right here? I walked in the hospital just the other day, went to visit somebody who was sick. They were lying on their bed, and they said to me, and I quote, they said, I'm so glad God put me here because there's some nurses and doctors who need to hear that God is able to keep me while he has me in this place. Come here, saint of God. Only a believer is able to look in a situation and say, you know what? It looks bad for me right now, but all things work, to get, work together for good to those who, are, who love God, who are called according to his purpose. He says, weeping may endure but a night, but joy will come. I'm talking about believers, y'all. Will come in the morning, and that's the light that we ought to illuminate and express to a dark world. Yes, every day you're reminded how dark the world is. Turn on the news, you see how dark things are. Turn, turn on, on television, put on social media, you see darkness all around. But hear me, saints of God, God is so confident in his ability to use his people that God will send his people in dark places. Come on, come on, let me talk to you for a moment. Because God makes his children uh, like first responders. Uh, first responders are the ones when they see the calamity, they run into the calamity. When, they, when first responders are uh, firefighters, when they see the fire, they run into the fire. First responders are the ones, when they see somebody who's in need of help, Carolyn, they run to that. Well, come here, saying of God, every now and then God will show you some dark and dismal places, and you wonder why is it that God has been so close to that darkness that is over there? It's because God has placed a light in you, and the light that's in you is able to dispel the darkness that's all around you. You're looking at me like you don't understand this thing, or maybe I'm just getting too excited because I'm reminded that Christ said he is the light of the world, and as the light of the world, he lives, the Spirit of Christ lives in you, and that Spirit of Christ allows you to be light throughout the world so that when things look dark, you can always tell them it might look that way now, but hang on because God is so good that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow, that's dark, darkness, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art, he's there, he's there, he's there. He empowers you, and Isaiah, he says, you are the light of the world. He says, not only say you're the light of the world, he says, um, he says, since you're the light of the world, you're like a city that cannot be hid. Uh, you ever been there before? You ever tried to hide that you were a Christian? You don't want to say nothing there. And then somebody sees you, and they look at you like, hmm, there's something, there's something, about young people, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to y'all for a moment here. Because uh, I remember when I was younger, when I was younger, I didn't always want to uh, look like I was a Christian. You know, I, I, I wanted to, I thought being a Christian wasn't cool. And so, um, so I didn't always want to look like I was a Christian. And I was, I was um, following Christ, uh, trying to follow Christ, but I was trying to follow Christ in private. And then every time I was going into public, people kept looking at me and saying, you're not supposed to be here. There's something about you that's in you. Because truth be told, when Christ is in you, you can't hide the Christ that's in, you're not with me in this place here, that's in you. Uh, he, said, he said, you don't take a lamp and, and put it on the bushel, no. Um, you put it on a stand so that it gives light to the whole house. Listen, saint of God, God wants to use you. 
He wants to use you to shine his light so that others might be able to see him clearly through you. Notice the text. The text says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in I'm still in the Bible, you all. I hope you didn't close your Bible. In verse 16, he says, In the same way, let your light so shine before others so they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. He says, Anthony, let it shine. When I was in growing up in the church, oh, we used to sing that song, This Little Light of Mine. I'm going to let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm going to let it shine. In my neighbor's home, I'm going to let it shine. In the church house, I'm going to let it shine. And when we ran out of things to say, we just say, shine, shine, shine. I'm, g- I'm going to let it shine. Listen, listen to me. God is calling you to let the light of Christ that's within you shine forth. Hold on, musicians. I, got, I want them to see this because there's a young lady of our congregation named Luzman. Uh, she, she, Luzma, she's let her light shine because our senior pastor, Pastor Jared, he, he gave the challenge to, to have an empty picture frame. And he said, find someone who doesn't know Christ, and when you lead them to Christ, take that picture and put it in this picture frame. Lucima took him up on the challenge, and I want you to see what God did through her life when she chose to let her light shine. My name is Luzma Bedoya. I serve here at the staff in Champion Forest Baptist Church. And the person in my frame is a very special person for me. I shared the gospel with her and then she accepted Christ. And then she decided to get baptized past May. Uh, It was a very special moment for us. It was um, answering of a lot of prayers in my family. And the most important thing is that this person is my mom. Come on, celebrate that. Because she was willing to let her light shine, her own mother was able to see the truth of God's love. And she gave her life to following Christ. There are so many people God puts in your pathway. So many people that you encounter day to day. One thing I love about this metaphor that Christ used, he says, as a light, that, they, that you put it on a stand and it gives light to the whole house. It's not selfish. It's not selective. It just shines. And sometimes we got to get out of the way and just let the light of Christ go forth. Sometimes we get so self-conscious and worry about what others will think and what others will say. Christ is just telling us, listen, just be who I called you to be. Be my witness. So what I want to encourage you this week is to, to pray that you intentionally be used by God as a blessing in somebody's life. That's what I want to encourage you to do. Just, 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 just pray. And then prepare to be a blessing. That means don't, don't overlook people and don't run past them. Don't, don't let your fire go out. Don't let your light go out. But rather see someone who is 
lost in the darkness. Some child in a classroom, some co-worker in a cuba next to, next to you, some person who works out with you at the gym, see them and then plan to, to share your life with them. Just tell them your story. Tell them what God has done for you. Tell them how God has transformed your life. And trust God to use your testimony to have transform another's life. That, that's, that's what I want us to pray for right now. So prayer partners, I'm going to need your help. And if you don't mind, stand all over the building. All right? Thank you for joining us online. We hope today's experience encouraged and challenged you. At Champion Forest, we are passionate about all kinds of people coming to know God, to grow in their relationship with Him and others, and then to go out and make a difference in the world. We would love the opportunity to talk and pray with you. To connect with us, just go to championforce.org connect. And hey, of course, we can't wait to welcome you on campus, in person, on one of our locations. We'll see you soon.